Let's just open in prayer and get real focused on the Holy Spirit this morning and what God has for us. I know the message I have for you. I'm really excited about it. It's good. I already started this stuff. It's going to bring a lot of healing. Um, I'm so excited about this message. Um, so let's, but let's open in prayer and uh, just pray in the Holy Spirit. Um, and we'll see how the Lord is preparing our hearts for today's message. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for being so, so good and so faithful to us, God. Your faithfulness never ends. Your mercy is new every morning. Your, your mercy endures forever, God. You help us every step of the way. Thank you, God, for this bringing us here at healing school on this morning on this wednesday morning at 10 o'clock and having this just bringing the right people in god the ones that need this message and and giving me this message for them god thank you that you have prepared their hearts and prepared my heart to preach this message and prepared their heart to receive this message and thank you that your word is a two-edged sword and that I can receive from this message just like everybody else can receive from this message. Thank you for your goodness, God, that you love us, that you've always loved us. From before the foundation of the world, you have loved us. Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world because you wanted us to be reconciled to you. Thank you, God, for those truths. Thank you that you're always with us, that you never leave us, that you never forsake us. We pray to you, God. We, we exalt you, Father. We want your will to be done in our lives. We know your will is perfect health and healing for our bodies and for the bodies of our loved ones, God. We may not know exactly how to get it or receive it or to manifest it or to do it or, or you know, we know there's not a formula, so there's things that we don't understand, but we trust you, God, and we trust your Holy Spirit to cause those things to come into being even when we don't know everything, God. We seek to know as much as you can reveal to us. We ask you to enlarge our tents so that we can understand more and to know more. But we recognize, God, that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts and your ways are higher than our ways, Lord. And, and you're not saying that derogatory, Lord, but you're asking us to come up higher and to know you better and to think like you think. And that's what we choose to do, God, is we choose to exalt you. We choose to exalt your word, your will, and your ways above all of our experience, above all of our circumstance, above every voice, above every name that can be named, above everything going on in our bodies, in our souls, in our lives, in our spirits, in our friends' lives. Lord, we choose to exalt you above it all and focus on you. And we'll pray in the Holy Ghost, and we're trusting you, Holy Spirit, to pray everything else that needs to be prayed to prepare our hearts to receive this message and receive our healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You are such a good God. Hallelujah. This is an interactive part of the service. 
If you pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. If you don't have your prayer language yet, it's okay to just say glory to God. Thank you, God. Praise your name. Hallelujah. I worship you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You're so, so good. You're so good, God. There's nobody more good than you. You're the the goodest. You are so good, God. Father, we call on your name. We call on your name, Father. We call on your name for wisdom, for understanding, for knowing what you have for us today. We come to you humbly, God. We're not coming thinking we know everything, but we're coming to you asking for wisdom, asking for knowledge, asking for understanding, asking for the things that you want us to have, God. We ask in Jesus' name. And we ask with a confident expectation that you will absolutely deliver the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding that we are asking for and seeking, that you will deliver the healing that we are seeking, that you will deliver the words that we need to destroy the power of the enemy in our lives. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honor because we ask this with that confident expectation to receive all that you have for us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Whew. Praise God. So we're going to look at um, Luke chapter 10 today. We're going to read from there. And um, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Luke chapter 10. We're going to start in verse 30. Now, I want to remind you of a couple of things here. Some things in the natural before we start and some things in the spiritual before we start, okay? So if we have heard something before, we like to think that we already know it, right? We just like to say, well, I know that, I've heard it before, I understand it. And then what we do when we do that is we shut the door to the knowledge that we could get out of that. So I know that this passage is a very common passage, it's about the Good Samaritan. Um, and I know that it's been preached over and over and over again. I've heard it from ministers so many times. But it was when I just really started hearing it by the Holy Spirit, I heard it for the first time all over again. And uh, there's some revelation here. When I was reading the word that just popped out, it was like gold. I was like, yes, God, thank you. Apples of gold in in dishes of silver, praise God. It says, Jesus replied with a story. I'm going to read from the NLT. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, 
beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed by him. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and he took him to an inn, inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I will pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits, Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. And then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so here we have in verse 30, a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. Have you ever been in a situation where people have attacked you? Maybe people you know, maybe people you don't know. And it could have happened physically, but I'm really talking not physical right now. I'm talking emotionally. Have people really attacked you emotionally? Have they stripped you of your self-worth? Have they stripped you of your clothing, of what you thought you were? Have they really degraded you in such a way that you felt like you were stripped of your clothes, like you were beat up, and have they left you basically half dead beside the road? Has this ever happened to you? Have people hurt you in this way? I mean, people can be mean. Sometimes our loved ones do it, and they don't even mean to do it. And if you're going to, and if it's never happened to you, praise God. But probably somebody you minister to is going to have uh, felt like this. So the question, we're in Luke chapter 10, and we're looking at verse 30. And the question is, have you ever felt like people have attacked you verbally or physically to where they have stripped you of your self-worth, of your clothes, and beat you up and left you half dead beside the road? In other words, they don't care about you anymore. They dumped on you and they moved on. Or maybe they come back and beat you up again. Who knows? Here it says, by chance a priest came along. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed by him. And a temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Now, we can, we can talk about this dealing with other people, but I want to talk about it dealing with hurt inside of you, 
okay? You are a Christian. You're born again, and you're looking at yourself that has received some wounds. Are you being like the priest? Are you ignoring your wounds? Are you walking past yourself on the other side of the road so that you don't have to deal with those wounds? Is that what you're doing? Are you being like this priest? Are you ignoring it? And then a temple assistant comes along and walks over and looks at him lying there. Do you serve God in the church? Do you ever volunteer for anything good? Do you give of your time to God? And then when it comes to your own wounds, do you walk over to yourself and look at yourself lying there and see all the hurt and the pain and then pass by on the other side of the road so that you don't have to deal with it? Is that you? Are you ignoring your wounds? This is by the Holy Spirit, you guys. This is powerful for you. And then a despised Samaritan came along. Do you despise yourself when you help yourself? We do. We just sometimes people get in this position where if they were to help themselves, they would despise themselves. They would feel guilty or they would feel angry or they would feel upset. And so they just act like the temple assistant. Everything's good. I'm blessed. I'm serving the Lord. You look at your own pain and you say, forget it. I'm walking around it. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm not going to deal with it. But then this despised good Samaritan comes along. And when he saw the man, when you see yourself hurting, if you want to be like the good Samaritan, have compassion on yourself. We've got to have compassion on our soul. Your soul is important. Your physical body is important. Your spirit is the ultimate importance, but you're already born again, so your spirit is good. Like you don't have to heal your spirit. Your spirit stands righteous before God, perfectly made whole, perfectly full of power, full of light, full of the life of God. Your spirit is not the problem. Amen. But sometimes we look at our souls and we like to take the other road around and say, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this hurt. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm just going to ignore it, leave it by the side of the road half dead. You know it says in, in 3 John verse 2, I wish above all things that you would be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. Your soul is a big deal to God. It is a big deal to God. Jesus is the one that saves our souls, but it's, it's a big deal to God, okay? Third uh, John, verse 2. It, there's only one chapter, so you can put chapter 1 and verse 2. And that is that I wish that you would be in health even as your soul prospers. Okay, so then in verse 34, okay, so in verse 33, after the, the Good Samaritan noticed the wounds and, and the man and started having compassion on him, 
If you can get yourself to this place where you can have compassion on yourself and on your soul, that's good, right? Everyone wants to be like the Good Samaritan. Nobody wants to be like the priest or the temple assistant. Am I right? Nobody wants to be like that. But let's be like the Good Samaritan, and let's have compassion on our souls and on the souls of those that we're ministering to. And it says, going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. And he put the man on his own donkey and he took him to the inn where he took care of him. This verse has some keys in it to take care of the wounds that you have experienced and the hurt that you have experienced. Um, but you have to recognize and and look at the fact that you have hurt and that you have been stripped and left for half dead basically in, a, in an emotional sense or in a psychological sense. Like you have to realize that this has happened to you and you have to not ignore it. And then instead of walking around the other side of the road, you've got to have compassion on yourself, right? Amen, be like the Good Samaritan, have compassion on yourself. And then go over to yourself and soothe the wounds with olive oil and wine and bandage them. If you ignore the wound in yourself, then that hurt can turn to bitterness. And that bitterness can turn to despising. And that despising can turn to hatred. Okay, now we know that most of the healings that Jesus did are healings by faith. According to your faith, be it unto you. We know that. We know that the word says that many times. And um, if we, it's according to your faith, be it unto you. Now, unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, and despising isn't going to stop the power of God, but it can stop your faith. It can put you in a position where you just don't feel worthy to receive from God and therefore you disqualify yourself from receiving the healing that God has already provided for you. Does that make sense? Okay, so we must apply the oil, the wine, and the bandage. Amen. The oil is a type and a symbol of the Holy Spirit, okay? So we must apply the oil, the wine is symbolized by the blood, is a symbol of the blood of Jesus, the, the wine, we must apply the oil and the wine, and the bandage, and prayer is the bandages that will help you pour oil and wine into that wound. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2, we're going to look at the, the wine a little bit here. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. I'm happy to repeat it as many times as I need to. Prayer. Prayer. So 1 Peter 1, 2 says, God the Father knew you and chose you long ago and his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and you have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
May God give you more grace and peace. We are cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Our wounds are going to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to do some more scriptures, and then I'm going to talk more about the oil, the wine, and the, and the prayer, the bandage. First uh, John chapter 1 and verse 7. First John chapter 1 and verse 7. We're going to look at this one. It says, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah. First John 1, 7. The blood of Jesus is cleansing us from all sin. Hebrews chapter 12 And verse 24, 22, 23, 24. You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. In other words, it speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. It speaks of forgiveness for us. So the blood or the wine is cleansing the wound. Hebrews 13, 12. Sometimes we need um, all of these scriptures to help convince ourselves and to make us fully persuaded that what, we're, what God has promised, he's able to perform. Hebrews 13, 12 says, So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So it's the blood that cleanses. We're seeing that over and over. Then let me look at this one more verse. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so the wine cleanses the wound, okay? It lessens pain. It prevents infection. These are just things that the wine does if you pour wine into a wound. It removes objects and debris that would stop healing right here is a key. The wine removes the objects and the debris that would stop healing. If you have despising and hatred and bitterness and anger and unforgiveness, what is going to remove that from you so that you can receive healing? Is it A, your own ability to act right, or is it B, the blood of Jesus, the wine. It is the wine or the blood of Jesus that removes all of those things in order for the wound to be healed. Amen? Yes, those things need to be removed so that your faith can work because faith works by love. Yes, there are things that have hindered people from receiving healing in the past, but 
It's not that God is withholding, okay? And we're not going to receive based on our own ability to forgive people, but we need to make sure that we receive based on the blood of Jesus' ability to cleanse us from that unforgiveness. Does that make sense? So we're not going to get in this round and round doctrinal debate about you know, somebody has for unforgiveness and so therefore they can't be healed because we know that when Jesus walked the earth, he healed multitudes of people. They were all sinners. None of them were saved. None of them could have been saved. Jesus had not been glorified yet. They were all sinners. And if you can't get 20 saints in a room without somebody dealing with unforgiveness, you sure as heck can't get 10,000 sinners in a room without somebody dealing with unforgiveness. And there, and Jesus healed them all. Amen? But sometimes right now, this side of the cross, everything that God provided by grace operates by faith. I'm going to say that again. This side of the cross, everything that God provided by grace, salvation, healing, prosperity, deliverance, ministry, all of this stuff, miracles, signs, and wonders, everything that God already provided by grace is accessed, distributed by, works by our faith. How can we have faith for something, for a healing or something, if we are busy being offended or knowing that we're not walking in the righteousness that God has called us to walk in by the blood of Jesus? It is the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It is his blood and his blood alone. You may not feel like you can forgive somebody, that should not stop your healing. If you have the blood of Jesus and your faith is in the blood of Jesus, you know that that blood cleanses you from all unrighteousness, even unforgiveness. Now, I'm not saying you should remain unforgiving. God says and commands us to forgive one another. We absolutely have to deal with these wounds. The best way to deal with them is to have a forgiving heart, a thankful heart to God for what he has done for you, what he has forgiven you from, and that is going to soften your heart and you are going to be able to forgive others. If you are not forgiving others, I guarantee you, you are not thankful to God for what he has forgiven you from. If you will get real with God, and really examine what he has saved you from and forgiven you of, it will be so easy to forgive other people because their little infraction that they did to you, even if they stripped you and left you for dead, it doesn't compare to what we have done against God. Our disobedience, our laziness, our forgetfulness, our lack of commitment, our lack of faithfulness, reading his word, our lack of prayer, our being mean to his fellow servants and ministers and good people that he put in our lives. Like really, 
Even if you've never murdered anybody, even if you've never committed adultery or anything, you've lied maybe. Even when you were three years old, three-year-olds lie all the time. It's just what they do. They're just experimenting and learning things. We've all fallen short. We've all done things that God has forgiven us from. And if we would be honest with ourselves and honest with God and thankful that he has forgiven us from those things, then it will be easy for us to forgive other people, right? But even before we're able to be honest with ourselves and forgive other people, here is the blood of Jesus, the wine, pouring into the wounds of your soul that is cleansing you from all that unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? It's removing all of the debris that would block a healing. But we must accept that the blood of Jesus has made us righteous, right? That's how we do it. And then the oil, which is a type and a symbol of the Holy Spirit, it softens the wounds, it reduces inflammation, it reduces redness, so it's not as obvious and, and bold and out there. It lessens and even prevents scarring. So if you're having these kinds of wounds in yourself because people have hurt you and you need healing today is the day to receive that healing don't be like the priest or the temple assistant that walked around yourself receive the wine receive the oil let the holy spirit and the blood of jesus do a work in you that is going to cleanse your wounds reduce infection or prevent infection, remove the debris and the objects that would stop your healing. It, it, even the wine, it lessens stinging. So it'll take away the sting of that wound if you will allow the blood of Jesus to be poured into that wound today. If you, if you know what I'm talking about, this is definitely for you. If you will let the oil be poured into that wound today, it will soften it, it will reduce the inflammation, which, you know, in a body, in a physical body, when something has inflammation, it can cause all manner of disease, right? Like inflammation is your enemy, right? If you have inflammation going on, it can, <clears throat> it can ruin your arteries, it can raise your blood pressure, it can do all kinds of stuff for you. You don't want it to do. Okay, this oil of the Holy Spirit will reduce inflammation. That means it will get into your wound that you have, and it will start, it'll soften it, and it will, it will start nullifying all the effects that it has had on your physical body, on your soul, on your relationships, on your destiny, on the places where you're going, on the call of God on your life, it'll start softening up all of that stuff and start healing it and reducing the effects of that dagger and the, of that wound where people have left you for dead on the side of the road. And it lessens and prevents scarring. This is very important because, you know, I have in my life, most of the people that I minister to at this point in time are over 50 years old. 
In fact, I would, I would venture to say that most of them are between 57 and up, okay? And I have, I have ministered to some people that have held on to wounds for a very long time. And some of those people are in heaven now because they could not allow the oil and the wine and the prayer to soften that wound and to remove the debris. And uh, they, they tried to run their race, but they could not finish their course because the wound would not heal without the oil and the wine. And I don't want this to be you. And God doesn't want this to be you. God wants you today to receive the oil and the wine and the bandages that you need to bind up that wound. Doesn't the scripture say he binds up the wounds of the brokenhearted? He binds up that wound. He heals that wound. And he does it because he knows that these wounds can affect us. God wants to heal those wounds, okay? And if we will allow that wine and that oil to be poured into our wounds, that will absolutely help us heal our wound. Um, prayer is the dressing or the binding or the bandaging of the wound, okay? So, but when you rehearse the wound, when you rehearse it, it's like pulling that bandage off before it's healed. And you can pull a scab right off. So sometimes people will, will apply the wine, the blood of Jesus, and they will say, okay, the Lord cleanses me from all unrighteousness, and he cleanses them from unrighteousness and removes the debris. Now I can forgive them. And they'll pour the oil on, and so the oil will come in and um, heal and soften the wound and everything. But then what you do with it after that, what some people have done, is they'll start rehearsing the wound. Well, you don't know what that person did to me. You don't know what, and they'll start, go, let me tell you what I have experienced. Let me tell you about the time that these bandits attacked me and stripped off my clothes and left me for dead on the side of the road. And let me tell you about the priest that looked at me and I know he saw me and he walked around me. And let me tell you about the person that serves God in the temple, the temple assistant that walked over and looked at me and chose not to help me and walked all the way around me. And they forget to focus on and be thankful for the good Samaritan. And sometimes you have to be that good Samaritan. You have to be the one that has mercy and compassion on yourself. You have to sometimes be the one that will allow the oil and the wine to come in and, and to cleanse you from that unrighteousness and to soften those wounds and to let the, the healing come, the balm of Gilead come and to bandage up that wound. Sometimes you have to be the one to do it. You don't want to be the priest or the temple assistant that looked at yourself and went the other way and said, I'm not dealing with this right now. You are responsible for your physical body. Be a good steward over it. You are responsible for your soul. Be a good steward over your own soul. We like to talk about having good stewardship and finances. Guys, that's easy because it's so far removed from you you can have wounds and be crazy and still be a good manager of money because you really don't have to deal with a lot in and of yourself. 
we can be a good steward over other people easy because, you know, we can be a good steward over them and then we can go home and shut the door and not think about it. But when you go home and you shut the door and you lay on your bed and it's just you and the Holy Spirit, you're there with all your wounds, with all your pain, with everything that you're dealing with, every offense you've ever had that you're not letting go of, all the physical signs and symptoms that are nagging on you, like you are there and you cannot get away from yourself. I used to try to run away from myself. I used to run and run and run, although I could use to run a little more, but I used to run physically and just run and run. I used to try to turn up the music really loud in my car and drive super fast. And you know what I found out? No matter where I go, there I am. I am always there. So instead of being the priest or the temple assistant, I started being the good Samaritan to myself and started applying the oil and the wine and the bandages to the wounds that I have received and healing started coming forth. It just started breaking forth so fast. And there were ailments that I had dealt with that were just gone. They just melted away, like healing just comes. Our bodies and our souls are designed to heal. They are designed to heal. And if we give it the right environment and the right circumstances, it will heal itself every single time. God set it up this way. God set it up this way. If we will do the right things. So how do you apply the wine and the oil and the, and the bandages, right? That would be the question. So the wine is the blood of Jesus. Applying the blood of Jesus is recognizing that the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all righteousness. Often it's taking communion if you need to take communion. That is a good natural thing that we can do that is a good um, a point of contact for us applying the wine to our wounds, okay? Also you can do that in prayer. You can just thank God for the blood. Thank you, God, for the blood of Jesus. Thank you that you have cleansed me from all unrighteousness. Thank you that you have forgiven me of all of my sins. Thank you that you have helped me, God. Thank you so much that your blood covers me, that you have um, completely and entirely washed me and removed every obstacle from my healing. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. That's what it looks like. Let's go on and do that for a little bit longer, okay? Thank you, God. This is a participation part of the service. I really want you speaking these words. If you want to say what I say, you certainly can. If you want to say what you say, you certainly can. Both are acceptable, amen? Let's just uh, start applying the oil and the wine, okay? We're going to apply the oil also through prayer, and we're going to apply the bandages through prayer, and the Lord is going to bind up the brokenhearted today. There are some wounds that you have been dealing with for a long time, and I, I really the Lord is saying some of you have wounds that are over 25 years old. You have really old wounds. We're going to apply a lot of oil to those wounds, okay? A lot of oil. In fact, the older the wound is 
And the more scarring that has occurred, the more oil you need to get rid of that scarring. Amen? Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you that you have cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Thank you that you have cleansed me from all unrighteousness. Thank you that you remove every obstacle and every bit of debris from these wounds, Lord. I lift them up to you. You are the good Samaritan God. You are the innkeeper taking care of me. Lord, I am looking to you for healing from these wounds, Lord. Pour out your blood and your oil in my wounds right now. Let the oil of the Holy Spirit enter the wounds of my soul, God. Let the oil of the Holy Spirit continually soften those wounds and lessen the scarring and remove the scarring and reduce that inflammation, God, and reduce the redness and reduce the effects of those wounds. We look to you, God, that you would pour the Holy Spirit into those wounds. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to just pray in the Spirit. This is how you pour the oil into that wound, is praying in the Spirit. If you don't have a prayer language, the Bible says if you pray in the Spirit, you give thanks well. Just say, thank you, God. Glory to you, God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Ilya Mahaya Kotatiya Siriya Sariya Maha Abahaya Kiriya Sirio Satatiya Sa Aliasi Kirio Sataniya Mahaya Kotatiya Aliasirio Sa just put your hand on your heart Abahaya Kodadiya Siam pray over your heart pray over your soul apply that that oil to those wounds Abahaya Kariya Sirio Satiya Sa Ali Aliya Mahaya Kotatiya Si Iriya Siki just keep praying in the spirit praying in the spirit thank you god for the blood of jesus Mama hai kirio satetia maha ayakaria sirio sa yamahaya kedia si ilia si kirio satetia sa abahaya koradia sirio sata abahaya korania sirio sa alio sa kirio satetia sa abahaya korania sirio satetia sa abahaya koradia sirio sa mahata ilia se kirio sa nona mahaya kadadia sirio satetia Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for everything you've forgiven me for. Thank you for your blood. Hallelujah. Thank you for your blood that cleanses me from all unrighteousness. Thank you that you remove every obstacle and debris away from me, Lord, that would stop me from healing. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 
Thank you that you for, have forgiven me for every sin I've ever committed. Thank you that your blood has reached into every sin, every shortcoming, every time I've missed the mark, every time I did something I shouldn't do, and every time I didn't do something I should do. Thank you that your blood has really cleansed me from that, Lord. And thank you that your blood has cleansed all those around me from those same things, Lord, everywhere they've let me down. Thank you that you have forgiven them. Thank you that the blood is applied to every shortcoming that other people have ever had, every rude comment that they've ever said to me, any time that they've stripped me of my clothes and left me for dead on the side of the road. God, thank you that your blood washes all of that away in them. Father, forgive them for they don't even know what they're doing, God. Forgive them. They're just too ignorant to understand, Lord. Let your blood wash over every harsh word, everything that was ever said, every person that ever spoke against me, Lord, every person that tried to keep me down. Let your blood wash over them right now, Lord. I pray for them, Lord. I lift them up to you, and I ask you, God, forgive them based on the blood of Jesus. Don't forgive them based on how they treated me. They wouldn't be worthy of it, but forgive them based on the blood of Jesus Christ, because that makes them worthy of that forgiveness. And I thank you, God, that you pour out blessings on these people, that there's, there's so many blessings on them, God, that they don't have room enough to contain it. If they need healing in their physical body, heal them. If they need healing in their relationships, heal them. If they need finances and money, Lord, bless them. Give them cars, give them houses, give them lands that they didn't have to buy, Lord. Give them vineyards that they didn't plant. Give them houses they didn't build. Give them relationships, God, with their children and with their grandchildren, with their parents, God, with their siblings. Give them relationships with key people, God, that could promote them. Get them on track to their destiny, Lord, and do the same for me, God, because you're not a respecter of persons. And I thank you, God, for releasing that forgiveness in my life and through me to them, God. I thank you that every bandit that ever attacked me, no matter if it's spiritually or physically or soulishly, God, but that you forgive them, Lord that you pour out your blood, that you sprinkle it on those situations, that there's no bad blood between me and anybody, and that so far as it depends on me, God, they are released, they are forgiven, they are completely made right in the sight of you and in the sight of me, and there is no longer any infraction in Jesus' name. I cancel every debt that has ever been against me, I cancel it in the name of Jesus. I cancel everything that anybody owes me. God, I give up my right to be mad. I give up my right to be angry. I give up my right to be bitter. I give up my right to hold unforgiveness. God, I choose to let your blood pour into this situation, to pour into my soul, God, and forgive me, God, for not doing this sooner. And thank you that your blood cleanses me from that too, Lord. I give you glory and honor and praise. Let your blood just reach into every area of my life 
forgiving every single person, forgiving every situation, God, that anyone has ever done towards me. God, I release them now in the name of Jesus. I release everything in the name of Jesus. Every bad word spoken over me, every right I have to be upset, I release it now in Jesus' name. Every person that's ever done me wrong, whether I know about it or not, God, let your blood just pour into that situation. I release it now in Jesus' name. Every family member that has ever hurt me, God, I ask that your blood come swishing down from the mercy seat and wash all of that away, Lord. Every sin, every infraction, every, every bad thought, Lord, that it's just all washed away in the blood of Jesus and that nobody in my family, not my parents, not my siblings, not my kids, not my aunt and my uncle or anybody else in my family, Lord. Nobody in my family has ever done anything wrong to me in the sight of you or in the sight of me because I release it all now in Jesus' name. I thank you for the oil, God. Pour out the oil of your Holy Spirit in all of these relationships, Lord. In my family relationships, in my friends' relationships, in my employer relationships, everywhere that there needs to be the oil of the Holy Spirit poured out now, God, that it can reduce any inflammation in these relationships. It will reduce redness in these relationships. It will reduce and eliminate scarring in these relationships. Pour out your Holy Spirit between me and those people who have proposed themselves to be my enemy or set themselves against me, whether willingly or no, God. Pour out your oil in that situation so that the Holy Spirit is between me and them, that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God is all that is between me and my children and me and my spouse and me and my family and me and my, my in-laws and me and my and, and my friends, God, and the people that are in the church, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit be the spirit that is in between us. Let there never be a spirit of unforgiveness that would come back. Let there never be a spirit of bitterness between me and them. Let it only be the Holy Spirit. Let it only be the spirit of life, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of, of goodness, God, your Holy Spirit in between me and every single person that has ever done me wrong. And Father, for those people that have never done me wrong, for those people that have always treated me with honor and respect, God, I ask a double portion of your wine and of your oil on those people and on those relationships, God. Surely they must receive double, for they have walked faithful before you, and they have been honorable to me. And I thank you for that, God. And for my children and family members that have never done anything wrong to me, God, give them a double portion of the wine and of the oil and of the bandages for their wounds, that they would be free from everything that has hurt them. And I thank you, Lord, for this in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So I want you, if you have any pain, if you came in hurting with any physical pain in your body, would you check it and see if it's gone? Would you just stand up and do something that would normally aggravate that pain and see if it's gone? And if it's gone, would you just raise your hands to the Lord and say hallelujah and give him the glory? Give him the glory, hallelujah. 
Thank you, God. You may have things that you won't know if they were healed today or not. Your body might be going through a process of healing, but I promise you and I guarantee you healing has been released. While you're busy praying for the people that have hurt you, God was busy working on your physical body. He was busy healing you in ways that you didn't even know you needed to be healed. He's busy cleansing your blood from all of the the junk that we've put in our bodies. He's busy cleaning your arteries. He's busy healing your heart. He's busy healing your back. He's busy healing your knees. He's doing a work in you right now because you have released everybody that had anything against you. If you had aught against any, you have released it right now in Jesus' name. Is there anybody that had something going on and now today it feels better, it seems better? Maybe you're not sure because you haven't had it tested and that's okay. I just want to know if you found any improvement right now. It's okay if you haven't. I just want to check. You have improvement? What do you have improvement in? Okay. Okay. But you feel like it's improved today. And your knee. Praise God. Ooh. You got to have good knees to run your race. Hallelujah. Anyone else have an improvement? That's improved. Is it your knee or your foot? It's your knee. And it has improved. Show me what you couldn't do before. You, you were limping, weren't you? Yes. And I don't think I am right now. Let me see. Praise God. Hallelujah. I have a foot that turns out. And they caught me doing that, so I have to walk with it turned in, so I feel like I'm walking pigeonholed. Okay. Yeah, because you're relearning how to walk. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, because you're relearning. I understand that. Okay. That's getting better as well. Praise God. Any other improvements, physical improvements? Your toe. You couldn't pull it back like that? Now you're pulling it all the way back. Yeah. I don't even know if my toe stretches that far, but that's really awesome. <laughs> it looks good. Praise God. Hallelujah. You couldn't do that before. Okay. So God is, yeah, God is working in us healing. Now let's pray a little bit more, apply a little bit more wine, a little bit more oil, a little bit more bandage to these wounds that we have had in, in our souls so that we can receive more physical healing. I want to do this with confident expectation that what I need physically will manifest because I am applying the oil and the wine and the prayer, okay? We're gonna do this with confident expectation. What we did before, we did it, but I didn't set you up to expect because I just wanted you to see what God would do if you, 
if nobody was necessarily expecting a physical healing. But now we want to do it expecting a physical healing. Amen? So we're going to do pretty much the same thing. We're going to pray in the spirit. We're going to pray in English. And we're going to let the oil be poured in and the, and the wine be poured in. And we're going to let the prayer bandage it all up. Amen? Amen? Father, we thank you for the oil and for the wine and for prayer, for the bandages, Lord, for the wounds that we have sustained, God. Thank you that you are pouring your wine in those wounds right now cleansing us from all unrighteousness, cleansing us from any unforgiveness that we have had towards other people, God, setting us right. Thank you, God, that you have done this and pouring your oil of your Holy Spirit, the balm of Gilead, into our wounds, Lord, to receive healing in our souls, Lord. We thank you for this, God. And, and God, in Jesus' name, we release everybody who has ever stripped us of our clothes and left us, beaten us up and left us for dead on the side of the road. God, we pray forgiveness for those bandits. We thank you, God, that you love those bandits. We ask you, God, to give unto those bandits that have hurt us, Lord, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that you would take those bandits and open the eyes of their understanding, that they would know you, that they would see you, that they would understand and know, God, what is the hope of their calling, that these bandits would be turned around, that you would pull them out of the miry clay and seat them at your own right hand, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and above every name that could be named, even the name of bandit, that they would be removed from that name and put into the name of Jesus Christ, that you would give unto them the same sweet salvation that you have given to us, that you would forgive them of all their unrighteousness and all their unrighteous ways and all their ungodliness and all their ungodly ways, that you would forgive them, God, that you would pour your blood out over them. God, if they've hurt us, we know they hurt people. We know they've sinned against other people, against your ministers, against your people, against people that you love, God. And we are asking you to pour your blood, that wine of forgiveness out on them, God, and pour the oil of the Holy Spirit out on them, God, and let them be completely released from everything that they've did to us and everything they've did to other people. And we thank you, God, that you're no respecter of persons, but you'll do the same thing that we're praying for them to us in Jesus' name. When you get your healing physically, would you just stand up? Otherwise, just stay seated, and we'll keep praying in the spirit. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. You're a good God and a good Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for washing away all of our sin. Thank you for cleansing us of all of our unrighteousness. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. This is what I see in the Spirit. I have oil right here. The Lord had me bring this anointing oil with me. I have a question for you. Will you be a good Samaritan to yourself? Will you be a good Samaritan to yourself? If the answer is yes, this is my instructions, and please follow them specifically because I believe with all my heart they are from the Lord. If you will be a good Samaritan to yourself, you will receive healing. What you're going to do, not yet, but what you're going to do is you're going to come up and get some anointing oil on your hand, and then you are going to put that anointing oil on the physical place that you are feeling pain or experiencing pain in some area. This is vital that you are being the good Samaritan to yourself. This is, this is the key. Faith without works is dead, but this is what we're doing. So for example, if you need healing in your hearing, you would put the oil on your finger and you would put that inside of your ear just like that not a lot just a little and if you need hearing on both if you need hearing in both ears you would put that here that oil right on that other ear amen so if you need healing on your shoulder for example on the front side of your shoulder you would put the oil on the front side if you need it on the back you would reach over and put it on the back as best as you can if you have, um, if you're dealing with something in your mind and your mind needs healing, you would put the oil on, we would put the oil on your hand and you would put it on your temples right here. Both of your temples right here on either side of your eye, okay? If you need healing in your mind, that's where it's going to go and that's what's going to help um, that's what's going to receive, help you receive the healing that you need. So if you want to be the good Samaritan to yourself and deal with that healing, we're going to pray just a little bit more, and then I just want you to come up one by one and get the oil um, and then and put it where it needs to go, okay? And if you have multiple places where it needs to go, then put it multiple places, amen? Let's pray for just another minute in the spirit, and then that's what we're going to do. Abahaya Koradia Sirio Satatiasa Ilia Sikirio Satana Mahata Abahaya Koradia Sirio Sata Ayakirio Satatia Laramahata Ibahaya Koradia Sadia Satati Abahaya Kota Father, we choose to be the Good Samaritan to ourselves right now. We choose to be the Good Samaritan, Lord. We thank you for the ability. The, the wisdom that you've given us out of the word, and we choose to be the good Samaritan to ourselves, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. If you need healing, um, are you willing to be the good Samaritan to yourself? Is that you? Okay, let me give you some oil right here. 
I'm just going to put a little actually on your hand, and then you can put it on your finger. That way it's not community oil. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just come on up here and get your oil. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Just going to put it right here. You're going to be the good Samaritan. Thank you. There you go. You're going to be the good Samaritan to yourself. There's an anointing on you for this today. Hallelujah. God is freeing you from self-loathing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be the good Samaritan to yourself. Be the good Samaritan to yourself. It's no mistake that you're here. Hallelujah. There you go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Sorry, it's dripping everywhere now. It's okay. It's anointing oil. It should go everywhere. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. You're going to see some new things in Christ. As you forgive yourself and heal yourself and be a good Samaritan to yourself, God's going to open doors for you that you thought would never open. And besides that, you remember how Jesus walked through the door when they were in the upper room? If the doors won't open, God's going to walk through them. And closed doors will never stop you again in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The answer is so funny, isn't it? It's so funny how we get the answer, isn't it? Thank you, God. God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Hallelujah. 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 It is funny. Joy, joy, joy. Whoa. There we go. Unending joy in Jesus' name. I speak that over you. Unending joy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Did everybody get oil that needed it and wanted it? Thank you, Father. By faith, we apply this oil. We know, God, your word says that that oil and the wine, God, you have applied the blood. We receive it. We are applying the oil, the Holy Spirit, to our wounds, Lord, and we receive it in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that you are binding up the brokenhearted and healing those wounds. And we know that from this day forward, we are healed we are on the journey of healing, and these afflictions shall not rise up a second time. We are free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's just give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Glory to you, God. You are worthy of all praise. You are worthy, God. Hallelujah. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for setting us free. Thank you for healing our bodies. Thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders. Thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your ever-presentness. Thank you that you never leave us, that you never forsake us, that you're not frustrated with us, but you love us. Thank you that it's your good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Thank you for the joy of our salvation. 
Hallelujah. In a celebration, there should be joy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for joy. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Thank you for joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for joy. Thank you, God, that you use the foolish things to confound the wise. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Glory to you, God. Glory to you, God. Receive glory to yourself. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Just get in there and praise God. God, let everything that is within me praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You have done a work in me that I didn't even understand you were doing. You have set me up for healing today. This is a divine appointment today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of deliverance. Today is the day that I receive from you, Lord. You are a good God and a good Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. You are working, working in me. You are doing a mighty work in me. And thank you, God, that you who began a good work in me, that you will see it through to completion. Thank you, God, that you are sealing it with the Holy Spirit. You are sealing it with the King's seal. You are sealing it with the blood of Jesus. It is signed. It is sealed. It is delivered. And we have received it. We have signed for it with the blood of Jesus and we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. You are a good God and a good Father. Thank you for setting everything right. Hallelujah. Thank you for setting every relationship right. Thank you for healing our bodies. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for healing our souls. God, we will never be the same after today. And we give you glory, 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 glory for that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Glory to you, God. You are a good God and a good Father. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Praise your name. You are the King of kings. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our shouting. You are worthy of our exaltation. We exalt you, God. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of these things, God. You are worthy of the fruit of our lips. You are a good God and a good Father. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You are worthy, worthy, worthy. You are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. God, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Father, I pray that everybody in here gets hit with the spirit of joy today, whether it be here or whether it be later tonight at their house or if they come back tonight, Lord. Let them have the spirit of joy being made manifest on them and over them. Visit them, Lord God, when they lay down at bed tonight. Visit them, God. Let your presence come upon them, Lord. Share with them face to face that face-to-face intimacy that you so desire, God, and breathe new life into us, Lord, every day, Lord, in Jesus' name. We glorify Jesus. We thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your wisdom, God. Thank you that your ways are not our ways. Thank you that your ways are not our ways. Thank you, God, that your ways are not our ways, but we submit to your ways, God, and we know we will receive that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. He's a good God and a good Father, isn't he? He's so good. You believe the two tears in your menisca has been healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe that too. Hallelujah. 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 Whew. You have the peace of God? So relaxed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God, give her another drink. Hallelujah. Ah, Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Any questions about healing? We'll start with healing. Any questions about healing or about the message today? I can make it a podcast if you want to hear it again. Yeah, I can put this up there. Sure. You think I should? Praise God, then I will. <laughs> I will. Hallelujah. Any questions, though? Yes. That is an excellent question. Her question is, how would you have compassion on yourself? Good question, right? So let me ask you another question, and and it might answer your question. If we had somebody sitting here, and they were hurting and brokenhearted, what would you do for them? She said, I would come and talk to them, and I would pray with them. Okay, would you give them the word of God? You would give them the word of God. You would give them your time. You would give them attention. And if they had a need, you would do your best to fill it. Is that correct? That's how you have compassion on yourself. Talk to yourself. Tell yourself about the gospel. Tell yourself God has healed you. It's going to be okay. Tell yourself that you are forgiven. Tell yourself, and and don't hold those things against you. 
we can be the hardest critic of ourselves because we know all of our shortcomings, all of our misgivings. We, we know those things about ourselves. And sometimes we have to talk to ourselves and say, self, you are forgiven. Self, I forgive you of everything you've ever done to harm me. I forgive you of everything where you've missed the mark, everything you didn't do that you should have done. Self, I forgive you. And if you need the word self, I will give it to you. Jesus Christ said, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. That means you, self. You have had those sins removed as far as it is from the east is from the west. And then if you find that you need something for, like if you have a physical need, it's okay to fill that physical need with your natural resources. I'm gonna tell you, there was a time where I didn't have enough money for a bed. I have a bed now, I'm good. But there was a time, and, and I think I went without a bed for about six years of my life. I just slept on the floor. My kids had beds, they had beds. They had their twin mattress on the floor. That's all I could afford. We didn't have a dining room table for a while. But that's, but there came a time when I did have the money for a bed and I had to make a decision. Am I going to punish myself for not having whatever else I didn't have? Or am I going to have compassion on myself and get myself off the floor and give myself an actual bed to sleep in? And that would be having compassion on yourself. Because when you have children, for example, it's very difficult to spend money on yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? But there was a need there, and I had to choose to fulfill that need even though we had other needs, even though you know there were other things I could have spent money on. And so that's, that's another way of having compassion on yourself. I'm not saying heap to yourself a closet full of clothes that you're never gonna wear. That's not what I'm saying. But if there is a need in your, in your life, in your household, you know, when I go to the grocery store, I have compassion on myself by buying organic food if I can do it. It's more expensive than non-organic, and sometimes it is a struggle looking at it and saying, why do I want to pay $2 more for a bunch of lettuce when I can pay 69 cents, well, probably like $1.29 now for a, a thing. Um, why do I want to pay $2 more for that? Because it's organic and because my body needs chemical-free food and it, it functions best at that. Now, if I had to buy inorganic, I, I trust God that those chemicals are not going to harm me, right? Like we trust God, we have faith in God. But having compassion on yourself looks like taking a daily vitamin if you need it. It looks like taking time to pray if you need it. It looks like helping yourself. Say that again. You went to the doctor. Having compassion on yourself looks like going to the doctor sometimes and doing the things that you need to make yourself whole and healthy. Picking up a hobby, for example, is a good way to have compassion on yourself because if you have the mindset that a hobby is a waste of time, then
then you're basically telling your soul, soul, you're not good enough to do what you want to do or something that you might enjoy, and you're just stripping your soul free of all its clothes and leaving it for dead on the side of the road. Your soul needs to prosper, so having a hobby, for example, would prosper your soul. I'm not saying to the extent of leaving out the word, but I'm saying give your soul something to look forward to every single day, you know? That is having compassion on yourself. Does that help? There's a lot of ways you can have compassion on yourself. Just start loving yourself like God loves you and love yourself like you would love others. She said that um, what she has really saw herself in the scriptures, she's kind of like the priest where she'll see that something's wrong, but she'll go around it and go to the other side and not really deal with that. But now it's time to step into the role of the Good Samaritan to yourself and really help yourself, have compassion on yourself and heal yourself and get to the point where you are your best you. And what you'll find, and I promise you you'll find this, is when you do this, and keep God at the center, but when you heal, when you take the time to make yourself your best self, you will be able to make other people their best selves also. You will not pull on relationships and strain them, but you will, bring, you will have something to bring to the relationship of value and you will have that, that, you will just have value. You can add value to those relationships. And then people are going to want to be around you more than before because you'll be able to help them in a greater capacity, right? So you have to have compassion on yourself in order to have compassion on other people fully, right? It's like um, when I was a young mother, people would say, Make sure you take care of yourself, because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be around for your kids. And I thought, whatever. But I realized, I realized not too long after I said, whatever, that if I didn't get a good night's sleep, I was cranky the next day, like awful. If it was three or four nights of not sleeping well, because I was up doing other things for my family or whatever, I realized my attitude was not good. And that was not blessing my children or my husband, right? Like, if I didn't have compassion on myself and put myself to bed, I was causing problems in the very people that I was trying to help. Do you see what I'm saying? But if you will have compassion on yourself and help yourself, take care of your body, take care of your soul, take care of your spirit by reading the word of God and spending the time that you need to spend in prayer, not necessarily praying for other people, but pray for yourself. In fact, in John chapter 17, and I'll, I'll close the question with this, is Jesus, there's three people, three groups of people that Jesus prayed for in John 17. And the first one he prayed for was himself. 
Jesus prayed for himself before he prayed for his disciples and before he prayed for us who would believe on him through his disciples. He first prayed for himself. And I liken that to the oxygen mask on the airplane that falls down. If you're um, going to crash or whatever or there's a breach in the air pressure, the oxygen mask falls down. And what do the stewardesses always tell you? If you have small children with you, put it on yourself first so that you can be alive and awake and aware to put it on your child and keep it on your child. If you put it on your child first while you're putting your oxygen mask on, they're probably taking theirs off. And you might pass out struggling with your child when you need oxygen, but if you put the oxygen mask on yourself, you're going to have what you need to take care of your loved one that is also in need. And if your child passes out from lack of oxygen, it's an easy fix. You just get that mask on them and they're good, right? But if you pass out from lack of oxygen, somebody has to get a mask on you and take care of your child. Do you see what I mean? So if, you, if we can take care of ourselves, have compassion on ourselves, then we're better able to help all of those around us. Amen? But if we neglect ourselves, then we're going we're gonna to cause problem with people around us. We don't mean to, but we will.